Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Joy. What a funny little word. I remember seeing that throughout Christmas my entire life and not really understanding why joy. Isn't it happiness that we're looking for? Joy, a three-letter simple word that is only given from God. I know that now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Because joy is so, it's almost inexplicable. I look at someone and I say, I cannot tell you the, it's like happiness on high. It is from your internal soul. You can feel the spirit joy in your body, in your soul, in your mind. It, it's like, ugh, like a reverberating light that just emanates within you. And in the readings, you may be wondering, what readings am I reading? Because when I watch Mass daily, they're not reading exactly from the same book. I remember a couple of times ago, I said, are you reclining? Well, I read out of the USCCB, and that is the, hold on, what is that? The United States Catholic Bishops Conference. United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Sorry about that. So that's what I read out of. Why? Because it comes to my email. <laughs> I'm kind of lazy. So if it's in my inbox, I know I can read it. Plus, there's always some beautiful videos and there's an audio of the readings if in case I'm on the road, which I'm not lately because the quarantine has me in my house. So I have the ability to read. I have the ability to listen reinforce the reading with hearing it and also a beautiful little reflection which is great so in the first reading today acts chapter 8 1b through 8 those are the verses i thought oh my gosh look at philip isn't god awesome god is working miracles through his apostles in these early days they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They are filled with faith. They are filled with God. Trust that in Jesus's name, they can do anything. So Philip was down in uh, the city of Samaria once they basically killed St. Stephen. And Saul, soon to be St. Paul, was running around pulling people out of their houses and throwing them in jail. He was down in another city proclaiming Christ to everyone. And he said, with, or the, the reading, sorry, say, with one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip, 
when they heard it and saw the signs he was doing. For unclean spirits, crying out in a loud voice, came out of many possessed people, and many paralyzed and crippled people were cured. Last line kills me. There was great joy in that city. <clears throat> Sorry, allergies. There was great joy in that city. Hmm, joy. These people must have been going nuts. They're seeing spirits come out of people that were possessed. He is fixing, healing people who can't walk. They're paralyzed and crippled. People are cured for many illnesses. Are you kidding me? That joy must have been overwhelming. There was great joy in that city. Then I look at the responsorial psalm. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Wow. How often are we crying out to God with joy? Every single day, we should be crying out to God saying, Thank you, Lord, for my life. Thank you for another day. Thank you for my faith. If you have been given, given the truth of Jesus as our Lord and Savior, thank you for the sacraments. If you've taken me to the Catholic Church and have shown me the true body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, the bread of life that I must gnaw, eat, and drink his blood in order to be saved. Thank you for helping me just stick to the precepts as best I can with your teachings and your learnings. And that, my friends, is what we're going to talk about today. Let's cry out to God with joy, with the things that he has taught us and the lessons that we have learned. He's been teaching me in ways lately that I just, I, I continue to just look up and I'm like, are you kidding me? You rock, my man. <laughs> you know, like you are teaching me so many things that I, I think already knew, but that he is sanctifying me. So yesterday was deep, right? I've been going through a lot of discerning of the spirits every single day, walking the walk moment by moment with God. Is this you, God? Is this not you, God? Well, this morning was no different. I wake up. I'm a little bit tired. I'm thinking, oh, it's a rainy, yucky day here in the Midwest. And I said, thank you, Lord. Why? Because I just kind of want to bunker down. I want to dive deeper into my spiritual life. It's easier to do that when it's rainy and yucky outside. If it's beautiful and sunny, I want to be distracted and go for a walk or, you know, do something other than sitting behind my laptop. Well, today I'm going to dive in, but... One of the things that I was really thinking about this morning, as I was just making lunch for my husband, letting the dog out, feeding Frankie, and getting everyone to do, you know, on their morning routine, I had this feeling of temptation out of nowhere to smoke pot. Where in the heck did that come from? This craving came from like my toes, for crying out loud. Now, guys, I haven't touched that stuff, and I'm never going to touch that stuff, but it came out of nowhere, and I immediately delivered that temptation. Because guess what? I walked with it for like three minutes. I was doing stuff and, you know, just going on trying to put it out of my head myself. 
And then I said, wait a minute, I'm using my tools. I'm using my weapons. I, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of addiction. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. And I renounce the spirit of temptation. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. And then don't forget to ask the Father to fill you with blessings. God, Father, please fill me with your blessings. Fill me with your hope, your love, your faith. Fill me with humility like Mary. And please walk with me all day. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. And then nothing. I felt Actually, I felt a little waterfall of peace flow over me. It was a beautiful consolation. And that was where I screamed out in joy to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. This, this is what I am so grateful for. The moment by moment living with him and constantly crying out to God with joy. Lord, you are helping to sanctify me. Lord, thank you so much. I love you. Okay, now I want you to think about a couple things. What are your what is your predominant sin? You can boil them down to 3. You don't have to go through the seven deadly sins, but if it helps you to go through those and then whittle it down, do that. Let's talk about the 3. Pride, vanity, and sensuality. Pride means that you're being attached to your own importance and self-sufficiency. Pride could be that you don't believe in God. Pride could be that you believe you've done everything and you've earned everything in your life. Pride is, again, attached to your own importance and your ability to take care of everything. And it could be your lack of belief in God. Vanity is being attached to what others think of you. you it may be your appearance. Oh, I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. Uh, this world doesn't love me because of the way that I look or the way that I act, what I do. I don't measure up to what this world says I should be. That's vanity, being attached to what others think of you. And then sensuality. And this means being attached to pleasure, to being comfortable and to the easy way. So, of course, sensuality, immediately I think people go right to the sex, right? <laughs> and pleasure and drugs and alcohol and all the things that, you know, alter your state of being. But it's also, I just like being comfortable. I don't like getting out of my comfort zone. I don't like taking risks. And I always look for the easy way out. I, I equate that to a little bit of laziness, right? I don't want to put the hard work in for the great reward. And so I have been really contemplating what is my root sin? Because I would say that I was a little prideful back in the day because I climbed the corporate ladder and I had this, you know, executive job and I did it. My parents didn't help me get there. And, you know, I guess I had a little bit of pride, but vanity was a big thing that I struggled with a lot of my life. 
And I now finally, by his grace, live only for God. So when I say that I want to exercise and I want to take better care of my body, it's not because of what this world says of me. I could care less. It's because of the Holy Spirit that's living within me deserves a better temple. Really, I should eat better, take better care of myself because I have been given this body as a great price. Jesus died for me, so I better take care of what I'm doing here and especially through my ministry so I can be the best evangelist as possible, having the most energy and being you know, taking the most out of every day and every opportunity instead of being sluggish and lazy. So guess what? I came down to the fact that sensuality is my root sin. My whole life, I've been altering my state of being. I'd either be, you know, drugging myself with overeating food and then barfing it up in my bulimic days, over drinking doing whatever drug or whatever could make me feel different than what I felt. Pornography, self-gratification. From the sensual pleasure perspective, I was and continue to be in some cases when it comes to food. You know, I mean, maybe there's some something that's happening when I eat that whole row of Oreos, right? I'm having some sort of chemical reaction in my body with the sugar overload that I'm that is boosting my endorphins alcohol. Why do I have to have some two more glasses than the two that I already had? Why must I need that? And if you remember yesterday, the, let me see, I think I might even have it still up here. I'll read, yes, Ephesians. I think if anyone has this as your roots, as your root sin, go to Ephesians chapter five. Watch carefully then how you live not as a foolish person, but as a wise person, making the most of the opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not continue in ignorance, but try to understand what is the will of the Lord. And do not get drunk on wine, which in which lies debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and playing to the Lord in your hearts. Give thanks always and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Okay, so yeah, then I go deeper into the other meanings of sensuality as my root sin. Being comfortable and the easy way out. <laughs> That's me. Oh, I'd rather sit here on my bed than get up and work out. That takes some effort. I'd rather worry and whine about me putting together this online spiritual retreat in fear that I'll do it wrong or that I don't have the help that I'll need when I when it comes down to it rather than just rolling up my sleeves and doing it taking that risk stepping out and learning like a child trusting that God will help me all the way through sensuality is my root sin and I'm going to be battling this. This is the deal. Satan knows this is my root sin. That's why he's been tempting me with all of these different areas of sensuality, including being lazy and not working out, including not fighting through my spiritual slothness in prayer. He is, he's, he's egging me on to take the easy way out. He's egging me on to just be comfortable where I'm at right now 
and not to put forth any hard effort because who knows, you're probably going to fail. No one will want to see it. You won't do it good enough. God won't be happy. I mean, like I'm telling you, on top of drinking more, eating, you know, eating too much. So I am, I am, <laughs> I'm so calling and crying out to God in joy for showing me these things. Because if we don't know our own root sin, and Satan does, we're in trouble. That root sin will be the, the little boards of wood on the fence that he will push at. And, oh, that one's loose. I'll just go in through that one. He knows. He sits there and watches us all day, every day, night and day. He knows us better than we know us, and they're more powerful than we are. So we ought to arm up, start paying attention to where Satan is tempting us, and do the opposite. Whether we want to or not, we call it a sacrifice then. Offer it up to God and go save some stinking souls. I don't want to work out. Well, I don't care. I'm getting up and I'm working out. I guarantee you when you're done and the more you do this, the more you stand up to Satan and say, forget you, man. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to be virtuous. I'm going to take better care of myself. I'm going to put my fear aside and step out and take this risk. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and put the effort in because you don't want me to, Satan. You want me to be lazy and comfortable. And that, my friends, is why I am crying out to God in joy. Thank you, Lord, for showing me all of this so that I, every moment of every day, can better and more clearly hear that voice of the devil and squash it the minute it comes. Not three minutes later like I did this morning, but immediately when it comes. Because out of the 14 rules of the discernment of spirits from St. Ignatius, his, his lovely 14 rules, one of them is fighting back immediately and also shining the light on the sin that's coming and the temptations that's coming. He, hate, he likes to work in the dark. So if we're in our own minds battling this, hmm, not good. We need to have a spiritual companion who's holy a spiritual director, a priest that we can shine the light, hence reconciliation, or just pick up a phone and call a friend who's in, who's on the walk and say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with addiction, or I'm really having this problem, not stopping watching porn. Someone who you trust and someone who will keep your confidence, but will be there to help fight the fight and walk the walk. That's what it's all about. Shine the light on Satan and stand up and fight. Cause the more you fight, the more he's going to flee. Again, the more you draw near God, the more he draws near you and Satan will flee. Let's call on the name of Jesus. Let's deliver those spirits and don't forget to fill yourself with God's blessing. Because if the spirit goes and he comes back and he sees, hey, this place is all nice and tidy and swept up. I'm going to bring seven of my buddies back who are worse than I am. I've done that. I've made that mistake for the past couple of months. I'm forgetting to bring the blessings back in me. We can't do that. So I just want to remind you because I think a lot of us just want to get this, get the evil away from us, but we don't, we forget to bring God's blessing, love, faith, hope, all of that right back in. Ah, another long one. Sorry. <laughs> okay, everyone. I love you all so much. 
I want you to find what is your sin. What's your predominant sin? Pride, vanity, or sensuality. And know that this will be a lifelong battle. St. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. I think he had sensuality as his predominant sin. Maybe he was still very attractive, attracted to women and was having some temptations on that side. Maybe he was a drunkard and was having some temptations on that side. I don't know. But God said this, and please be reminded that God does not want us to fall into sin. That's not the point. But he does give us enough grace not to. So when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I cannot fight this. Yes, you can. God is giving you just enough grace to fight the fight. And he's not giving you any more because you need to be sanctified in this, whatever it is that you're battling. You got to fight and you've got to use all the weapons. He's teaching you something. So remember, he, he's not holding back so that you can fall. He's giving you just enough so that you can go to him, surrender to him and pray to him use Jesus's name to fight. Oh, it's so beautiful when all this kind of comes together and you decide that you are going to live moment by moment with God because he's only right here. He's only right now. And he is here to fight with us. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.